Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Level Up, the esports and gaming show with me, Nathan Bliss, esports and gaming writer at Reach PLC. In this week's episode, I spoke to identical twins Bradley and Matthew Marshall, also known as Wuskin and Scraps, two of the best professional Call of Duty players in the world. Last weekend, they competed in the final stages of the inaugural Call of Duty League Championship, eventually finishing in fourth place with their team London Raw Ravens. Their fourth place finish earned the team $450,000, with Bradley and Matthew taking home $90,000 each. I found out how these two brothers from Manchester honed their skills on Call of Duty for over 14 years, eventually becoming two of the best in the business, and how they had to steal their granddad's Wi-Fi to keep playing, why they had to move to the USA full-time, the future of Call of Duty esports, living the dream as professional esports players, and much, much more. I hope you enjoy. I'm delighted to be joined by Bradley and Matthew Marshall, also known as Wuskin and Scraps. How are you guys doing? You all right? Going great, mate. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks. Uh, Matthew, how are you doing? I'm doing perfect. Thank you. Um, again, thank you for inviting us on and um, can't wait to talk to you. No problem at all. It's really great to have you guys on and um, been really looking forward to talking to you for, t- for some time now. But obviously now, if, if people don't know you, you, you're a professional Call of Duty player. You're living the dream, if you like, based in the USA. Um, you're earning decent prize money out there, events, and you've got a, a good lifestyle as well. But it's kind of um, a far cry, isn't it, from, from where you guys began and your kind of upbringing? I don't know. When did we start? We've been playing now for like 14 years. So, I mean, we just love doing it. We go to school and just... We should just think about playing it all day. We'd get home from school and we'd be on it all night. And, you know, we'd, we'd go to school the next day like nothing was happening. But my mum, it got to a point where my mum couldn't get us off it. So we're just playing it all the time, just just grinding. And, yeah, we're just keeping us indoors. So my mum was also not as, she wasn't as, you know, she wasn't as harsh as she could have been because that was also like, she was a lot more stress-free, so to say, because when we'd leave the house, she'd just be worried about just getting up to no good or... You know, it's just just always a worry in, your, in, in the back of your mum's mind. So playing God all the time was, it probably done my mum a lot of favours in, in terms of stress. So, And tell me the story about how you used to kind of steal your granddad's Wi-Fi. How long ago was that? When was Ghost? Yeah, we were still young bearing in mind. So um, easily 10 years, easily. 13, 14, 15, something like that. I mean, it was about 11, 12. Oh, really? I think it was, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was quite young, man. Proper, proper young. Yeah, it, was a, it was around them times. And um, my mum was, um, what was it? My mum was like, she already had enough on a plate. And, you know, like back at home, the, the internet, you pay for your internet, so you pay £60 a month. And it's compared to what you get out here in the US. And obviously, when it, from, from my mum back then, it was um, it was a lot for her. You know, with what else she had, like, had to pay for and stuff. So she couldn't get it in a sense. So... Because we lived next door to my granddad, we, like he had internet, and uh, he was the only one that always used it. Yeah. And my mum, uh, mum ended up getting the password. <laughs> and uh, yeah. just loves eBay. <laughs> and how did he react when he found out you were kind of uh, nicking his internet, paying? It, it, it was never a problem. I mean, it, it was never a problem. But when we used to uh, we used to get booted in that on Black Ops Two, people used to um, basically mess with your internet and like it kick you offline. And obviously at that point, it was becoming a problem for him. So when he was using it it's getting turned off because someone's booting us. <laughs> he can't do whatever he's doing. So he's going mad at my mum saying they're not using it again, blah, 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 blah. But yeah, we always used to let us back on it and 
Yeah, they were good times. They were the fun times for sure. <laughs> and back then, did you ever think it was leading to anything or was it just completely for fun with your mates or against each other? Or We didn't have a clue about any of this. Literally, didn't have a clue. It was just for fun. We used to be sat there playing GBs. It was literally in the summer. We were both, we were both sharing the middle room. I was sat on the patty in the middle playing on some big fat back and Bradley was in the corner playing with this little monitor on a stool. And we just had GBs on the iPad just playing fours. These two other guys, we were called um, African Pando and um, Shadow, Shadow Swipe. It's literally, they were like, just literally playing for free, playing for the crown on GB. When we first found out about it, whatever, and we just used to love playing that. I was addicted to that. When was the first time you both realised, hang on, I'm, I'm pretty good at this, to be fair? For me, it was when Matty, Matty was already playing and like he turned, you know, when he turned pro and Black Ops 3. I, I wasn't playing at all at the time. Like, I, I stopped playing. Yeah, you quit. Stop. He went to LA to the, the Call of Duty Champs on Black Ops 3. And then when he went to LA, and like, he was showing me... Snoop Dogg and, like, and all that. Like, oh. That's what made me realise. I was thinking, wow, what am I doing? So, yeah. Scraps, when, when was the first time that you realised that this could possibly be something you could make money from? Well, to be honest, my first year was Epsilon Black Ops 3. That was like, I was an amateur. I literally went to my first AM event, which was EGL 15. I had one of the best events of my life and was just like smoking everyone. We ended up losing to like one of the pro teams there and was, I still had an insane series. So my name was, my name was floating around the, around the scene and then I got home from that event, went to Germany and um, it was called um, Last Chance Qualifier. So it was regional based, like there was a UK league, like the US league and um, the Australians had one. And in the European one, it's like, I think it was, like, was it eighteen probably or was it twelve? Mm -hmm. One of the two, anyway. And um, it was Epsilon at the time. We we tried qualifying. We went to Germany. Our amateur team, it was called Team Tempo, and um, we ended up losing last map to all the LC. I'm pretty sure it was in a best of seven as well. We lost last map. We um, didn't qualify, and I mean, I got blessed. I I went home and Epsilon um, had a had something went wrong with their roster, so I mean, I got blessed, and they asked me to join them, and then. then Signing a contract. I mean, at that time, we're talking only like pretty sure 500 euros. I'm pretty sure that was my contract a month, 500 euros. So even just just seeing that amount there coming coming through into my bank, just from just from sat in my bedroom playing playing Call of Duty at home with my mums, it's that was that was like wow. Like I never thought I'd even even see anything like this. And then obviously it just spiraled out of control, and we just ended up taking off. It literally, is the best way to put it. But what about like before then? So. When you were invited to that event for a first time, when you got to that event for the first time, and you were, was it USA you said that you travelled to for the first event? Champs, you on about you that? Yeah. Now yeah. the first event, my first event was in London, which is EGL 15, and it was only, uh, I was only like UK teams. And then I went to my first international, which was in, I think it was, it was one of the events before Champs and then Champs, but my, like Champs was obviously my first major, but the first two times I went, I mean, the crowd, even champs, if you go and look at Black Ops 3 champs, the way it was set up, even how many, like, how, the stadium was in LA, and um, I can't remember what the basketball team's called that played there, but it was massive. Snoop Dogg performed there. It was, it was, it was crazy. Wes Khalifa so, did. Wes Khalifa did. It was, I was seeing all that. We ended up, we ended up getting knocked out. We ended up losing game five again. And this is like in Epsilon, and then obviously I was, Everyone was, everyone was still talking about us. Yeah, we just got lucky, man. We just got blessed, literally. Just got blessed. This is the best way to put it. <laughs> what was your mum's reaction when you got invited to that event in London for the first time? Like, what did, what did she? My did mum was she... paranoid because I've never been to, I'd never been to London. So put it that way, it was like my first time getting the train down there. 
And like I said to you before, when we were younger, you know I'm, you know I'm paranoid. Mum's on, I'm going there on my own on the train and that. And you tell her you're going to play a video game. She thinks you play yeah, a video game. She thinks you're going to get kidnapped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She thinks you're going to get kidnapped or something. You know, it's, you know what I like. Yeah, not a penny in my pocket. Asking her for money to go there, and it just went there. And then our manager, he's called Reese. Um, our team tempo team like he met me in the underground because i was messaging him like i don't know where i'm going you're gonna have to meet me and that so got off the got off the train in london he met me went to the holiday and just it was literally all new to me literally i'm with my team so i'm with another three random people my manager his girlfriend they're from all over the place one was from scotland birmingham reese and his missus were from london at the time and I'm like in a room in the holiday inn with all these people that I've met for the first time. And I'm like, fuck is going on here? So different and new to men. And we're just chilling downstairs in a bar. And then that's one of the nights. We was just having dominoes. Just bearing in mind, these are random people that I've just met playing this video game. And I'm coming here for a tournament. It was, it was all new. It was like, it's freaked out. And then obviously the event started. It was in this like venues. It was mad, man. It was something I'll never forget. And then when the first, when the was it the America one that you mentioned, Wuskin, after that you started getting serious. I mean, what was the what was the reaction with your mum when I mean what London's one thing, but the USA is another, right? You know, you you you're going overseas. Like I said, your mum's paranoid enough going to London, you know, a couple <laughs> hours away. Never mind, you're going you're doing an eleven, twelve hour flight to LA. You know, it's so what, what did you say? He said, Mom, I've got to go to America to play Call of Duty because I'm that good a Call of Duty player that I can win money over there. Like, what was the what was the conversation like? Because we, obviously we did it so much. Obviously, my mum, she's going to listen to us. We're not, I don't know how to say it, but when you, you show us some of the the history in Call of Duty and that, you know, if you go back to Black Ops 2 and look at some of the events then and what was, what's was gone on since, you know, I sh- you, sh- you show your mum some of that stuff and how the crowd was and then and stuff she, she, she sort of understood it and said just be careful you know so, so yeah, we, it took a lot but we, we we got there in the end and then it just I'm, I'm guessing just spoiled out of control really from there it kind of just got it crazy was weird like it, it, after that that was at the end of Black Ops 3 and then I started playing again and the yeah, game came out starts playing again that, full, that same year we're in, we yeah. end up in and Fnatic. that same year <laughs> I, start, I started playing again <laughs> I ended up um, getting an opportunity to, to join, obviously, Matter. Um, crazy Tom and Sonny B at the time to join Fnatic. Like they asked to um, try out or whatever. And in Fnatic, so this, I'm playing for, I'm you know trying out for Fnatic for the, this is my first time doing it for a sense. Like, I wouldn't say I was nervous, but you know, it's it's a, it's a big, it's a big thing to, to step into like straight away. And you know, it was, like I said, it was weird how it all played out so fast and how we got this opportunity. Yeah, I just took it. And obviously there's millions and millions of Call of Duty players out there that think they're pretty good, right, with their mates and when they go online and stuff. How does it feel to be like two of the very best, like you're in the 0.01% of like the best players in the world? How does that feel? I mean, I appreciate all the gas and never say that. I'll never talk about myself like that. But I mean, it's got, it's got, it's got to a point where, Bradley, how often is it now? Yeah, we, we go in a game, even on Warzone and like, People are just calling us hackers. You shout, they shout, everyone's shouting down their headset, hackers, hackers, hackers. And it's just to see it pay off like that after 14 years of playing it, just seeing my dad and like my cousins and all that and all them just playing it for fun. And all my dad's mates when I was younger to then, you know, see where we are today. It's, it's nothing but a blessing and I'm thankful to be in a situation. And how about you, Wuskin? How does, how does it feel to be one of the very best Call of Duty players? 
I mean, you know, it's I actually, I, it's, I, it's funny to say that I, I never ever look at it like you know, like a, I just get on every day and play the game and enjoy it. As as I don't know, like, because when I was coming, like when I started playing as a kid, like you know, you, I always used to watch these at the time big Call of Duty players, like let's say Damon or whatever on Black Ops Two, Carmel, and you know that guy was he was that guy or he went, no matter what when he went in the game someone shouting his name and I said imagine I always used to say to myself like imagine how that feels and that's what like I just still chase to this day it's, you know it's, it's like I said it's a blessing it is a blessing and how do you both um, deal with the fame of it obviously you both got uh, like thousands of followers on Twitter and you go to events that are watched by millions of people all over the world how does it feel that you've got you've got fans and people supporting you and the team that you play for even that there, I remember like like going to my first event, second, third, even the first year, like first two years, going to events and like just casually walking around the venue. Like people noticing me and like stopping you on a picture. Whereas now, like I don't like to gas it. We walk around at events and stuff and it's like, wow, everyone's, you were getting like loads of people asking for photos, just, just saying what's good and that. It's to see where we come again. Like it's literally, I don't know how it happened. But to see it, to see it happen, and you know, like watching it all with my own two eyes, it's it's a crazy feeling for sure. A blessing. What about you, Uskin? We haven't even That's been home. Like the last, yeah. we've been out here for two years, so we haven't experienced anything at home. But like when we're out here and going to events and interactions and that, it's it's crazy. It's crazy, man, for sure. And how does it differ playing, obviously, in your like in your bedroom with a, just a, like a, a TV to playing in an actual event with a crowd? I'm sure that's <laughs> uh, you've got because it's like I suppose you're professional now, and if you're at events, it's like you, so all of a sudden you've got this pressure on you to win. Whereas if you're just at home, it's just you're playing for fun. But the pressure is a big part of being a professional esports player, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I remember going to um, like my first event. Like you, Joe, one, he was literally just on this little stage. There's like 50, 200 people sat in the crowd watching. And I was like sat there just, just playing. And I remember my neck just tightening up and just going stiff. Just like with nerves. I just couldn't control it. And it was like first time experience. Obviously, it didn't, it didn't affect me or anything. It was like, but I'd get put in certain situations or a clutch situation. My neck would just tighten up and I'd just feel the shivers going down my back. Whereas now, like, I'm just used, you just get used to it. It's just, it just becomes normal. And you experienced it so many times. And how about for you, Wuskin? How how did you deal with that the first time you you were at an event in front of a crowd? Uh, that's what be as um, as hard as it is. I still, I still look at it the same way with my bedroom. You know, it's, you know, I'm, there's nothing's changed by people being sat there, and you know that that's what me personally. I live for that. You know, I, the, when the stage is vibrating or whatever, and you know the the crowd's going going nuts. It's, there ain't many like this. There, there ain't many at all like feelings close to that. So I love it, man. I love it a bit. So where, whereabouts in Manchester are you both from, if you don't mind me asking? Gordon. Oh, okay, Gordon, cool. Yeah. So do you ever? Oh, and six on all day, man. No place <laughs> like home. I tell you, no place like home. <laughs> um, do you ever? Do you ever both like talk to each other and think about like where you came from and think how much esports and Call of Duty has just changed your life? Yeah, we always speak about it nearly every, every day, you know, which is a blessing it is. I mean, helps us out in so many ways. So talking about, obviously, you're, you're, you've got the dream, really. You're living the dream, like you said, of of two young guys who are professional Call of Duty players earning really decent money from it. 
I mean, how does it? Is it? Is it luck? Is it talent? Um, is it right place, right time? What What do you think it is that's that's made you both so, so successful and to to make a career out of it? Um, that's I mean, probably a combination of all three. To be honest, the right timing, luck, and uh, just hard work, man. Like I said to you before, we've been doing this for fourteen years. So, you know, imagine doing it for thirteen years, and then at the end of the thirteen years, I was, what do we get out of it? Imagine if I said that and we got nothing apart from enjoyment and playing with your friends. Whereas this, it went not one step, two, three, it went five steps further for us. And, you know, it's literally changed our lives. I'd, I'd literally, I'd say that this changed our lives in a full 360, 180. So, yeah, it's, it's a blessing. Like, we literally say that all the time. You, you talk about this, it's a blessing. It's definitely a combination of all three. When was the first time that you started like winning events and and placing really well and started making like decent money and you just thought, hang on a minute, this is this is what I want to do for the rest of my life or the rest of you know the foreseeable future. Well, I fir- um, first started placing well was World War Two. Yeah, was when I started consistently placing well and obviously signing with Red. What we was on like we was on four and a half k a month, so you can't complain. Like Black Ops Four, you know, it doubled. And so, so you literally, it's like sat here playing video games. This is two years ago, and I'm like, there's no way this is happening. It's happening. Talking of that, I mean, we've got the the Call of Duty League uh, playoffs and Championship weekend, haven't we? Coming up this weekend, and yeah. um, you're well in the mix for it. Have you? How much have you guaranteed to have won already? I think I saw one of you tweet earlier, um, or a few days ago. Eighty, ninety k each. I'm pretty sure. Before four hundred fifty k. Between yeah, but combined, that's it. Yeah, that's the number there. Oh, between the whole team? Yeah, between five, five. yeah. Nearly half a million. So you're competing for $1.5 million, is it? The final so if, prize? If, if, if we, so we're guaranteed 450. If we win our next game, it goes up to 600. If we win the game after that, it goes to 900. And if we win the final, it goes to 1.5. I mean, to people listening, that is going to sound like like crazy money, like yeah, unbelievable it, it, for playing for playing is. a video game. But but also, what we need to realise is that I know we talked about it earlier, but you are the two you are two of the best in the world at what you do. And if you are the best in the world at what you do, normally within sport or esport, you're you know you d- you deserve all the success you get because you've got the talent you've got the motivation to actually perform at that level even at events for sure it's crazy <laughs> like what does the day of a like a, a typical day look like for you like how many hours do you spend on call of duty practicing like what what's that t- what's uh, on, that? Se- on on season like let's say um the new game just drops and you obviously we start practice or whatever we we're, we're probably playing like um well, only till recently we used to only have so, so, well we do that we have sundays off and that's it Every other day of the week, from so Monday to Saturday, we'll get on for like this. So we'll be on by, let's say we get up by like 10, half 10 or whatever. And then we'll, we'll get breakfast or whatever, chill. And then we'll, put, we'll um, get on and then we'll, we'll, um, like, we'll play, you know, like to warm up or whatnot. And then by two o'clock, we'll, we'll then practice from two until like, like eight o'clock at night. And that's like, that's repeat every, every day until like Sundays. And maybe we'll play, we'll play Sundays. Or do you just play online against just you know just random ran, like rank we play, matches? We 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 play over pro teams. Like we we practice against other pro teams. 
Oh, okay, so yeah. if you do, you, sometimes when you go online, is it a bit like too easy for you? Sometimes if you go on, you need to play against the best in order to kind of hone your skills a bit. Yeah, the only time I, I take it serious to like um, where I'm zoned in is in practice because any other time, like, I don't want to sound like a thing you're saying this, but I could sit back and you know I, 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 it'd still be the same in a sense when I'm playing normal. So I don't want to sound like a thing you're saying that, but I've been doing it for 14 years, so I'd say at this point I've I've got I've got it down to a T. I'd say. And I almost don't want to ask this question, but who's the better player? Um, well, oh, that was him, easy. You know. That was easy. Oh no, you yeah, you, yeah, you think each other? Yeah, I see him. We're both just as good as each other. What's because they got for sure. <laughs> that's, that's that's a very nice answer from both of you. I'm sure I'm <laughs> I'm sure you've had your battles before. You know, oh, aye. yeah, oh, aye. yeah, yeah. we've had some good battles. It's all over YouTube, separate teams, and I might have to watch that later. For anyone listening <laughs> who wants to have, have a watch, go and have a watch of them and see. You can make your own mind up after you've watched that. Um, <laughs> so, what's um, what's your kind of favourite Call of Duty title of all time? The most fun one, I'd have to say Modern Warfare 2. Black Ops 2 was also a really good one. And what are your thoughts on Warzone? Because it was a complete change, wasn't it? Going to like a Battle Royale uh, mode and fo- kind of following the Fortnite model, if you like. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that's where it's, it's all going or do you think there's still room for that kind of five-on-five multiplayer? I think the, the esports side of things, the competitive, I feel like that's not even started yet, to be honest. Like, I feel like it, it could be once more people actually see what it's like. If you, like, if you go ahead and watch it, and you actually watch these events and you watch the crowd and whatever and like watch what's up for what's up for grabs like you know you, you, your whole your whole mind will be changed you know because people probably look into it and or just see it like, and think we just I don't want to say it in a bad way but we're just a, we're just proper lazy people and we just and we just eat all day and we sit on our ass playing like, playing a video game and you know like, oh, that's what most people probably you know probably think but when you actually look into it and see what's like behind it all it's it's it's, it's good man it's, it's it's good i think that we've touched on that in in the kind of uh, the podcast episode before this talking to people from inside the esports industry i think it's just about education really i mean yeah. people people i've spoken to and i'm sure you've had it in your in your life as well um like why would i watch someone playing a game why would i watch yeah, yeah you see you, like yeah. Yeah, that's what i'm saying you yeah, know and that's because they like they it's, it's, it's understandable why they're saying that is because they don't know what's going on like they're not, they're not yeah. educated to what you're saying so if, if if these people knew what was going on I reckon a lot of minds would be changed but if you think of it in a way as the reason we watch football or golf or traditional sports, if you call it that, because esports is a sport, whether you like it or not, is yeah. definitely a sport. <laughs> um, the same reason you watch football or golf or tennis is because you want to watch people who are the best at that particular thing. And mm-hmm. if if you're watching the best esports players, the best Call of Duty players, the best FIFA players, it's exactly the same thing. You're watching it because you want to see the best do the yeah. best that, that they're doing. Exactly the same thing, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. True. Get behind them and support them. It's like just how it is in any other sport. We're sat yeah. playing for like a, a title, a championship. You know, this over the course of the year, with the Justin Prize money, it's been like six million. So it's not like we're playing for like you know five hundred dollars. The local, it's actually serious. It's a league. You know, we're rep. Everyone's full of different cities around the whole of America and Europe. London, so. Paris. You know, it's, LA, it's massive Dallas, Toronto. Like this, there's a there's a team from a lot of different places, and it's expanding. You know, it's getting bigger and bigger, and you know, hopefully, more people do actually understand that it's oh, you're just a little, you're playing video games, or you're a little it's nerd. Again. You know, it's 
It's more than a game. So how different is uh, America then compared to Manchester? How have you been able to adapt <sighs> to life? Oh my God, it's been a struggle. It has, I'm not going to lie to you. It's Can't cook like to it. save my life. Missing my mum like mad. Um, sick of all the food here. You know, it's been tough, but we're grinding it out. This last event at home. What do you, you know, miss most about Manchester? Um, just the fresh air. Just the, just the fresh air at home. And the food, the food, oh my God, I'd kill for some food at home now. <laughs> What's <laughs> the number one thing, brother? It'd have to be like a Sunday roast or like the, the, the Chinese or the Indian, like, oh, it, it goes on, it, it goes on. A Sunday roast would probably be up there though. Oh, you know what, just kill for, bro, a nice chicken kebab. Oh you, my God. You haven't had like any any of that since you've been in America? It's just been nothing like it is at home. I've had it here yeah, and there yeah, and it's yeah, just you, not you, close to it. You can't get any, like, anything like, it's not even the same. You talk, if, you, if someone whipped you up a Sunday roast out here, you'd end up launching it in the bin probably because it's literally nothing like <laughs> it is at home. I, honestly, you can't even get gravy out here, I don't think. Like, if, if you're not even gravy on the plate. So, you put biscuits on the plate, we'll just say you that. You don't even know what Yorkshire pudding is. He's not even having them on the plate out here. Absolutely no chance. But no, it's, it's, been, it's been fun. Don't get it twisted. It's, yeah. um, like I said, it's been it's a definitely blessing. a different life, though. It's totally different, totally you know, totally and maybe different. like we're six hours behind just being here. So even communicating with family, all my friends from back at home, you know, I pretty much left everything behind moving out here and, and doing this because everybody has their own, own life. We're growing up and we, you need to provide for yourselves. So we left a lot behind, you know, it's, it's been a great learn, learning experience. We probably, will, like I said, we go home for a bit and then we're, we're going to be back out here next year. So what was, because um, I don't know um, much about the Call of Duty esports scene, so you've, you've already taught me a lot already, but what was the reason that you moved to the USA rather than staying in Manchester? Because if you can't, if so, for example, there's 11 other teams in the Pro League and like they're all out here, how can, how can you practice from back at home against teams that are out here? Like it just wouldn't work. You think about it, the internet, how is it going to be good enough to, you know, a European team scrimming, a North American team, you know, on basically the opposite side of the world. Even when it comes to matches or like traveling, it's just, just not going to work. It's diamonds, it's just not going to mess right. So we have to move out here. So if, if you were based in the UK and playing against the, a US team, you'd have a massive disadvantage because of yeah, the connection? We, yeah, we'd be on like 200 ping, whereas they'll be on like max, like you're talking 60 to 80 if they've got host. So we're basically lagging, getting zero bullet reg. And they're flying around the corner and killed me before I've even shot a bullet. That's the best way to put it. That's like the main reason why why we live out here. Otherwise, I'd live at home every day of the week. That's interesting. Have you have you talked with anyone who knows if England are gonna you know make it a bit better or gonna support the esports industry a bit more? Do you know if there's any plans for that or? To be honest, I'm not too sure. I don't think that there is like it's just so far away from from like here to the UK. It's, and it just literally will not be fair. I, I, I don't know. You'd have to look into that with like internet companies and stuff, which I pretty much doubt, you know, there's a fair way of doing it. But that's crazy because some of the best, um, as you two guys have proved, that some of the best esports players are from, from this country. I mean, you've got Tex, who is absolutely killing the FIFA esports scene at the moment, number one Xbox in the world, and just a different level. And if you look at like League of Legends, CSGO, and uh, like Rainbow Six Siege, for example, there's some really, really good British players. So it doesn't make sense, does it? Surely that's because that um, that's because it's on PC. That that's it. I don't know. It's, it works a lot different. Like they they, they can. It's, it's it's let's just say it's it's a different ball game when it comes to PC. 
So sure. what what are your kind of plans for the future then? Are you are you gonna? I mean, hopefully you're gonna win the the championship this weekend, obviously. Uh, but what about that? Have you thought anything about your future plans and how you can kind of move your careers on? Well, I've got minimum another five five years left in his ear doing this. So I mean, that's that's the last thing on, my, on our minds. I know Bradley hasn't thought about that once. I haven't. I mean, we've still got a lot to do here. You know, this this hasn't even started yet. So. We, we've we've got business to do with it, you know, and un, until this is done, then I'll then I'll think about what's next. Why are the esports players' careers so short? Because surely the the reactions don't change that much. Mainly due to the like the financial income. Up until recent yeah, years, that's um, it's it's that's always been the biggest issue. Like no, yeah. you never really got anything from from this, like so unless you were the in a rare percentage of players. Where now it's like very different. So this current generation of players could the the very best could dominate for a couple of years or even a you decade. Can last a, you can last quite, you can last some time, but it's very different now. That's for sure. The oldest player is Clay Stoll. He's twenty seven and he's he's still doing his thing. You watch him; he's he still looks like he's in good, good condition and he's and been he's competing been, since been competing the start for eight years or something. Like the very start, him. so that's nothing to worry about yet for sure. And what are your thoughts on like the next gen consoles that are coming out? Obviously, you've got Cold War as well that has just been announced and just teased on social media a couple of days ago. Um, like esports and gaming is just going to get bigger and bigger, isn't it? And hopefully, Call of Duty will follow that as well. Oh, yeah, it's, it's growing. It's growing massively for sure. I'm looking forward to Cold War. You know, try that game. They've had some belters over the years, so definitely looking forward to that. Do you have any other games that you play, or are you just so are you so based on like Call of Duty that you you can't really play any other games? On season, just got more time. Yeah, in the off season, I might mess, like mess around with what um, everyone's playing, like um, yeah, Fall so Guys that. and stuff. You know, I might jump in that in the off season, but in the on season, like we don't mess with any other games. We're just strictly God. Yeah. What What do you make of Fall Guys as a game? Because that's kind of that's oh been dominated, that dominated, hasn't it? It's yeah, sweet. It's really I, 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 nearly put me, I nearly put my hand through the monitor playing that. <laughs> say that. Played that a few times and deleted it. What are your chances looking like this weekend then? What, are you confident or are you, gonna, are you going to get some hard teams or what do you think? I mean, we're, we're playing the Free Titans, that's for sure. We're playing the Free Titans, but in preparation leading up to this event and obviously scrimming against these teams every day. Well, not every day. We've, we've scrimmed Alice and Faze twice, both times each. I mean, at all times we've 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 looked pretty convincing. You know, we've, we're in form I've never seen before, and uh, I'd say we're dominating. So leading into this event, my confidence is it's got to be the highest it's been this year. No doubt, it's it's the exact same for the other four players. So I'm I'm gas, man. That's the best way to put it. I cannot wait. I can't wait to um, compete against these teams. Before like the weekend started, you know, we we started on the, on the Thursday. We had um, it was an issue where you know things didn't go our way, and we lost our um, first game. And yeah, I feel like since then we've we've I don't know I feel like something just switched and we've I don't know we've we've looked we've looked uh, incredible to say the least. I, I formed I've not seen all year, so I feel like we've got a, a, a very very good chance of doing it, and I can't wait. And in tournaments like this, I suppose it's it's the truth for every every sport. Uh, when you come to events, sometimes the best or the most talented team doesn't always win. It's about how you approach it. It's about your mental state. It's about mindset. yeah, your mindset, confidence. Um, it, like in any sport, in football, for example, the best team doesn't always win. It it just depends who's yeah. better prepared on the day. How much do you think um, in Call of Duty that matters as well? How much of a thing between talent and mentality is there in Call of Duty? It definitely plays a big part. Definitely does play a big part for sure. 
you know, if if if, if you've got the best team in the world, like practicing much or whatever, and you've got a team who's like middle of the pack, and you know they're putting in work like no other, like non-stop going, they, they, their chances are going to be, you know, they're, they're just they're, they're going to be just as good as the, you know the team who are contending to win it. So yeah, it just it does play a part for sure. And there might be some people listening to this who are youngsters who pay Call of Duty and they 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 think they're pretty good. Have you got any advice to them? Because you've been in their position before. Have you got any advice to them on what they need to do to make it as esports players? What advice you'd give them? Uh, I mean, I always give the same advice. It's it's pretty basic, to be honest. I mean, I always say the same thing. I'm no different to anybody else. We're both human, and the only thing I did different here to to most of the people was. You know, putting that extra work and, and go that extra mile and, you know, expecting setbacks when it's not going to go my way. You know, just understanding that, like, just part of the process, you know, getting back up, bouncing back, proving people wrong. That's going to be a part of the journey. And, you know, you've, you've, you've got to fight through that and the rewards will come. Uh, that's, that's all I done on my way. I didn't do anything different. So if we can give anything, you know, just, just putting that extra bit of time, extra bit of work, focus on getting better. The rest will happen. That's literally all happened with me, man. And sure. Wiskin, what would your advice be to, to any... Literally just don't stop. If you think you've got it in you, then, you know, keep going. Whether that be, it might take a week's time, it might take a year's time, it might take five years, ten years. You know, it's, if you think you've got it in you, it's it's all about getting the opportunity, you know. Just keep going. Just, you know, grind. That's, that's, that's all I can say, man. Well, th- thank you so much, guys, for, for coming on the podcast. It's been a real pleasure to talk to you and I mean you're two of the best Call of Duty players in the world two of the most talented at what you do but you're still two normal guys from from Manchester who just happen to be in America living the dream so <laughs> it's it's honestly great to see and I, I wish you all the success in the future thank you very much thank um, you very much and uh, yeah I'll uh, I'll carry on watching you and, and supporting you and thank you. Um, everyone listening um, where where can they where can they follow you where where can they see you just so they can start um, following Twitter Twitter um, Twitter's definitely popping. Again, like back to the point a minute ago, if you're you know, looking to start out, I, I, I ended up messaging somebody this other day because they asked me the same question. I mean, making sure you've got a Twitter account and being involved in the community, like whatever game it is. So for, if you wanted to be a FIFA player, make sure you have an account, get involved with the community, follow what's happening, you know, the players, even like the amateur scene, make sure you get involved, go, go on tour, you'll see it all and, you know, follow everything that's happening and, before you know it, you'll be involved. But to find us, at Scrapsy on Twitter and Wuskies, what's yours? That Wuskins, like W-U-S-K-I-N-Z. Yeah. The best place to, to find out everything and what's going on, at Cod League. So just type in Cod League on Twitter and you'll see it all come up, man. You'll see all, you'll see all about it. Just a final one, actually, because it was interesting how you mentioned right at the start about how you you didn't used to really go out. You used to keep out of trouble, if you like, just by playing Call of Duty in indoors. I think that's where that's where kind of young people now they that's where they socialise, isn't it? And that's where they talk yeah. to their friends in like Xbox Party or on PSN or whatever. They connect with their friends and sure. um, especially like during lockdown as well. That was the only time people could probably see or speak to each other was through like gaming and having fun with each other. And we saw that with traditional sports as well so but I'm so glad that it's led to to success for both you and uh, yeah thanks again for coming on thank um, you very much success in the future no problem at all and uh, best luck for everything in the future Thank you for listening to the Level Up podcast and esports and gaming show. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and follow us on social media at Level Up Pod. We'll be back for another episode very soon. <laughs>